Today's episode is brought to you by Boot Computers in Gorakin, New South Wales. For all of your COVID working from home computer needs, whether that's a monitor or a laptop and everything in between, head to Boot Computers. This episode is also sponsored by Steve Beaver Menzies, the former Manly Great. If you guys need any lending options, whether that's for a car loan or a home loan and everything in between, head to Steve Menzies at Citywide Lending. The links will be in the description. Head to him for all of your lending possibilities and needs. Also, a big shout out to Coastal Fire Pits and Furniture. If you want your team's logo that you follow or any design that you can think of carved into a 44-gallon drum for a fire pit, they are definitely the people for you. They are great prices and great quality. So head over to Coastal Fire Pits and Furniture. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Final Tackle Podcast. And we're back. 2020 season restart. And what better way than to start it off with the Eels, who who are going great. They've gone four, four from four, and what better way than to have a bloke on who's been there, won that, bought the t-shirt for lack of a better term, with the Eels. His name is Eric Growth Senior. Thanks for joining us. What are your thoughts on how Para are going so far? Yeah, good. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, it's good to be back. Footy's back, and, and uh, yeah, the feeling's good. And with Parramatta going well, I mean, if they're going well, the footy's going well, generally speaking, and they look really good. They look positive and whatever they're doing, you know, they, they, they're forwards going forward. And because of that, Mitchell Moses, the halves are, are really going forward as well. And just got on the, on the edges on the, on, they just look good. They've got great passes in them and they, they've got a bit of sting on the, um, on the edges. Um, and they just look like they're, um, they're enjoying it. And there's a bit of a culture being, um, feeling a bit of a culture change there in regards to the winning culture, you know, once oh, you've won a few. Yeah. That's that's the sort of thing that continues on, yeah. So they they're going great. I just um, with a stadium full of uh, people, once the restrictions are lifted, um, they'll be even better again. Honestly, hundred um, percent. And speaking of the winning ways of the Parramatta Eels, you are definitely no stranger to that. Winning three, well, actually four grand finals and winning three in a row, which hasn't happened since the Eels went back to back to back in 81, 82, and 83. Uh, what was it like, and which one stands out for you dearest to your heart? Would it be the first one or the third in a row? Talk us through that. Uh, yeah, look, at, um, I'd have to say the first one because of um, simply because of that being the first one in the, in the area was just crying out for uh, Parramatta and the Western Districts. You know, it was just... They were, they were lacking any type of premiership. So um, to have... To have the first one happen and, and the excitement that, was, that came with it was um, pretty amazing. <clears throat> pretty special times, especially after the game. I mean, we, we came back uh, from the Sydney Cougar ground on, in a in a bus, and we had to when we got about 10, k, 10 kilometres from Parramatta, we got stopped in the um, middle of the street there by some uh, mad fans, and oh, we wow. had to go into one of the houses and then go down the backyard and just shake hands and stuff like that. When we got back onto the uh, onto the bus, and then we ended up. We just saw these three people back at the uh, Leagues Club. It was just a, an amazing, and it, it just, yeah, it was just fantastic to um, see how important it was. What's well, not, not only to us, but to the to the district, and uh, yeah, pretty special times. Mind, they were fantastic. Honestly, that's that's so good to hear, because um, I've spoken to a few players who have been in grand finals and ones that have been the first of the teams win in particular. So J- Jimmy Maloney with the Sharks, he said it was 
massive, you know, so I can imagine yeah. I can imagine what that was like. Um uh, uh, talking about some of your footy days, not just your um grand final wins, which are amazing. Um talking about your rep footy days in New South Wales and Australia, how does the um intensity differ from a representative game to say a regular club game uh, club game for when you were playing for Parramatta sort of thing yeah there's, there's a certain there's a certain jump up and probably the best way to explain it would be that a state of origin game well a, a normal club game yep. would be sort of like your uh, your holding and your forward you know going pretty fast and and you're, you're handling things okay but state of origin was a jump up of what was like a jump to um, like Ferrari and Formu- all that stuff Formula One yeah that sort of thing and it, it, it just had an extra bite to it and mate versus mate and all that sort of stuff came to play and and they they took it so serious that New South Wales were a little bit slow off the blocks in the intensity of it all in mm-hmm. the first couple of games, yep. 80 and 81. Um, and when it became a format where it was three games, three uh, three three games in the, in the series, um, yeah, it took us a few years to catch up. But, yeah, the state of origin and playing for Australia, playing for your country, I mean, First and foremost, being picked for the, the Australian team is just a, an amazing feeling, and I was very proud of all that. And and then the uh, the state of origin slowly sort of um, took over from that. In in these days, state of origin is such an important part of the season, and it is. It's and, and the test, yeah. yeah, the test matches are sort of gone by the wayside a little bit in regards to um, yeah what they mean in, in as, as far as the Fans are concerned and stuff like that. I mean, Tonga and and, and those the island islands. Oh, Tonga and they have great for games. sure. Yeah, oh, they do. Yeah, yeah, they have a different feeling to them, and the and the crowds love it. And that sort of that's brought back the intensity of the test of the test level. I, I know Australia is so good, and New Zealand are, are not far from that. And um, but yeah, the state of origin just had that special extra little bit that well, not a little bit, it was a lot actually. But um, yeah, they were they were. To be part of the state of origin, how it grew and stuff was was pretty special. I can imagine so. Um, and speaking of origin and um, all that sort of stuff, Junior Eric Gray Junior, your son, also filled your shoes and your position at Parramatta and um, in the Blues squad a few times. What was it like seeing your own, you know, progeny or you know your son fill your shoes, sort of thing? Was it a was it a proud dad moment, sort of thing? Oh, absolutely! It was very special. Um, yeah, for his um, for his first state of origin game, he was uh, he played the the, uh, the series there in um, I think it was two thousand and five, two thousand and six. I think if my so. Memory yeah. Serves me correctly. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just an, such a special time, and he was playing well for Parramatta too. And it was uh, it was good to watch him play live and go to Parramatta Stadium and, and check all that out and be part of the, the club in that in that sense because they uh, in 2009 they had that big finish uh, when they won ten games in a row nine ten games oh, in that, a row that was a they... solid effort that year honestly I was they were home as much as you like and then obviously unfortunately Melbourne <laughs> yeah the way it worked out but I mean they were such a good side Melbourne but it wasn't much in that game it ended up 23-16 I think and we just had a bad a couple of moments there that we uh, we dropped the ball and. And we stopped applying a pressure, and but uh, Eric played really well in that grand final. He did, scored yes. a try, and um, yeah, and just just to be just to watch him come through the juniors and then grow into a first grader, and and then yeah, played state of origin and, and, and test matches. It was an absolutely amazing time. I'm so proud of it. Yeah, 
honestly that's that's really awesome to hear um because there's been a few father-son sort of ones you know with the uh, wayne and mitchell pierce uh steve and that his sons brett and josh so that's that's wonderful to hear um now talking about your time you had a stint over in the uk for leeds what was it like going over there um playing in a very very different um season because they that back then they played in the um not in a alongside the NRL, they played in the Britain summer, I think, back when you played for them. Uh, what was it like for that, and the and the culture change and differences over there? Yeah, it was um, again. That, that was another special time. Um, yeah, we played. Uh, their, their season was in our off season, yeah. and it was winter there and our summer when we were That's in right, training yeah. camps and, and stuff. Yeah, they their season was was going, so you could you could play. Um, all year round, you really? play, yeah, you could play all year round pretty much for three quarters of their season, and then come back and, and be ready for the season um, for, for Sydney. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, we um, Peter Sterling's manager, John White, um, he was looking after um, players, and there was a pretty big exodus of players, uh, Australian players, going over and doing that. Yeah, and notably, time. quite a few para players such as yourself, Sterlo, Brett Kenny, um, quite a few. Sorry, continue. Yeah, that, that's right. Neil, Neil Hunt. Um, Neil Hunt was there from the start, and we um, we uh, got asked to come over and sign with Leeds. And I mean, at that time, two Leeds were, were were feeling the pinch in regards to there was at one stage there I, I ran on with Leeds, and there was eleven Australians in oh, wow. out of the thirteen that ran ran on. So <laughs> it was yeah, it was quite a strange time. For, well, pretty much for them too, because I mean they were so used to having all their locals in the team, so. They were they weren't happy with the way things had been the last five six years before that particular time. So they tried to um, get some players there that could uh, you know yeah, maybe win, win some games some, and stuff. Yeah, win them some silverware that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah. So that that was really exciting and playing in Headingley and the, oh. the crowds over there were just amazing. They sing to you and I, I remember scoring a try once and and then coming back the first game and then coming back um, into my position after I scored the try and they were singing, singing and I thought, how good does this sound? It echoed through the valley and oh, wow. and when I when I got back to my position, um, one of the Pommy players said to me, give them a wave. They want you to wave. And, yeah. I, and then when I, I realised what they were saying, give us a wave, give us a wave, give us a wave there, Rick. Uh, yep, yep. I, I, <laughs> you, you put your hand up to wave. And they just they went crazy, absolutely crazy. Wow. You acknowledge them and, and that sort of stuff. So the crowd situations there with the singing was was amazing and nothing I've ever experienced before. Um, and we went real well. We had a um, we had the Great Britain coach Morris Banford there at that stage, and he got sacked halfway through the season. And oh. um, Shifty Malcolm Clift from Canterbury, he was a yep. coach in the early and uh, late seventies or most of the seventies and stuff. He came over and um, coached us for the remainder of the season. We came fifth. <clears throat> we got knocked out in the first um, round of the, which is equivalent to the FA Cup the yep. soccer thing, the Wembley yeah, yeah, yep, Wembley yep, game, which yep, Brett Kenny and Peter yep. Sterling played against each other. Yeah, they did. Yep, yep. I've interviewed Brett Kenny. Yep. yep. Wow. Yeah, we actually played Wigan in our first game. We oh. Actually, we played two games. The first game we won, and then we played Wigan, and they, they beat us by a couple of points or whatever. We played against Brett, and that was quite strange. Oh, wow. Yeah, what um, was that like coming up against Brett in a, like, again, like in a totally other country, totally different teams? Like, yeah, um, was it a bit mate against mate sort of style? Yeah, it was. I, I knew I wasn't going to get any problems from Brett because he, he wasn't a, a dirty player in that sense. So okay. it was. Uh, 
and we, we were such good mates and we catch up all the time. We were, we were staying, staying in England together there. And, um, yeah, that was playing against him is you, you get to realize what it's like to play against someone that's so brilliant like Brett. You know, you just, you yeah, just you don't know what he's going to do. And then, you know? and, and then it's a, you play against him. It's a totally different box of frogs, as they say. Absolutely. Absolutely. And he, um, he cut us open that day too. He played really well. And, um, but he liked to muck around too when he tackled me once or whatever. I tackled him. He, um, we just gave each other a bit of a niggle and muck around. And, <laughs> and said, I'll see, see you tonight for a beer or yeah. later or whatever. Yeah, no, nice. It was, it was great. Honestly, that's awesome. Um, do you have any stories um, about like that sort of stuff on the field or off the field when, you know, pranksters and whatnot at Para or even over during your time in England? Um, yeah, nothing out of the ordinary, really. Uh, probably, probably best. There's probably a, a couple of stories I wouldn't be able to mention, but thank <laughs> God they didn't have mobile phones in those days with the cameras and, okay, and yep. stuff like that. But yeah, um, but yeah, look, it was it was a time going over to England and and, and being with the, the, the team, uh, being with the, the Parramatta side and being with the representative sides and stuff. I mean, our, our um, state of origin camps, the first three days were were basically. We're drinking, you know. We yeah. we turned so, up. Uh, I remember the first one I turned up to. <laughs> it, I mean, eighty one was. We had one go. Excuse me. And we played. Um, uh, we the team got picked on the Sunday night after one of the rounds of uh, yep. the Sydney round. Yep. And we played on the the Tuesday night up at Lang Park. So, yep. I mean, we just didn't take it serious enough, and we we ended up getting belted in that game. But and then when I made the State of Origin side in eighty three. First three days, the coach said, "Go and have a drink, and we'll see you back in a few days." And we just we just had a such such a good time and, and got to know each other really well, yep. as you do when you have a few drinks, you can relax and so forth. And um, yeah, for me, the yeah those those times were were amazing. And then we got together and trained and trained hard, and we we you know we tried to beat the Queensland team, which we did eventually in the end. And yep. yeah, that were the most most amazing times. What was that? I think it was in 86 was the first win against them, or was that the first whitewash against no, them? No, 85. 85 was our first series win, yeah. That's right. Yeah, 86 Steve was, was the was whitewash 3-0. That's right. That's um, right, yeah. Yeah, nice. Um, so we've covered Leeds. We've covered um, that sort of stuff. Um, what are you doing currently, as in post-footy life? I've, I've uh, Your son, Junior, when I interviewed him, told me that you, got, that you run a marquee hire business. How's that going? Yeah, yeah, no, not too bad. Well, it's quiet now because of the uh, Corona situation, mm. but um, it's starting to sort of we're starting to sort of feel some things happening now since the restrictions and stuff. So we'll get better as that goes. That's, um, that's been good. We bought that business just before Christmas last year in October and November, and yeah, no, it's, it, it's good. It's got a lot of potential, and we just need uh, everything to go back to normal, and we can we can get it going sort of properly and. Playing a band as well, um, Eric Growth and was, the Gurus. I was, I was about to say, how's the band going? I've seen that that, there's, that you're in a band called Eric Growth and the Gurus. How's that? Yeah, good. That's a lot of fun. And we've had, at the moment, again, the Corona situation has stopped any type of um, music that anyone can play, you know, live amongst people. So once that lifts again, we've got some jobs that we uh, we've got booked and stuff like that. But yeah, on a, in a normal year, normal times, uh, we we have at least one one or two gigs a week and, and we have so much fun and we do a bit of travelling up, up the north coast and down the south coast and inland and country areas. It's 
I love it. It's it's fantastic. That's awesome. And speaking of gurus, I got to ask, how did you get the nickname Guru? Was it because the hair and the beard, and you look like maybe a guru or what? <laughs> no, it was. Well, long story short, it was um, when Jack Gibson came to Parramatta. He, one of the training sessions on Tuesday night, all the three grades would get together and we'd have a bit of a meeting first. And yep. he, inter- he introduced this, um, Yeah, that's right. Um, we talk about the they have uh, man of the match awards out of the three grades and. They'd make speeches and stuff. So the first hour of my Tuesday night training session was the, this particular meeting and awards and stuff like that. And he, after one of these meetings, he um, introduced a fellow that was doing transcendental meditation. He, he brought him in, thinking meditation would be good for some of us and stuff like that. So at the end of the he spiel, the note from transcendental meditation, uh, so is anyone interested? So me, Peter Wynn and Dave Lydiard, I can't remember the other fellow, uh, put our hands up and say we're interested to do it. So after we got our details and then we had to get in contact with him over the next few days. And yep. we had a couple of sessions. All of all of uh, the three of us had uh, a session, uh, meditation session with this guy. And then yep. um, the uh, Telegraph in those days got hold of it and asked to meet me at a, um, a football field. And they asked me to cross my legs in the middle of the field, Look up into the sun, and they took a photo of that, and it was on the on the back page the next day. And and they called Eric the, Guru. Yeah. Well, yeah, they didn't. Well, yeah, there, there might have been that um, uh, connotation in, in in the in the wording and stuff, or whatever. But when I got back to training, and everyone said, "Oh, Guru, is it?" So it just <laughs> yeah, it just seemed to stuck stick. So. Yeah, no, that's that honestly, that's really interesting because I thought maybe it was because you maybe looked like a guru, you know, with the hair and the beard and all that. Well, and I did I did have a bit of yeah, beard and hair happening in those days. That hair was a little bit longer and stuff like that, so that probably helped the image a, a bit. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, what mm. are your thoughts on, because as you've seen, so many rule changes and rule adaptations since you've retired a, a, a few decades ago, there's been, you know, the whole shoulder charge made illegal they brought in two refs. They've now buggered off the the one of the refs, sort of thing. What are your thoughts on the changes and how they are going now with the six again rule in the ruck and the um, back to one ref? Um, yeah, look, the, the, there was a lot of changes throughout the years, and when Melbourne Storm started dominating, the game became very mechanical, and that's the way coaches sort of adopted things. And the, for me, sometimes the game was hard to watch, and it was. I could start, get excited and watch the game and then 10, 15 minutes through, I'd be changing channels and just flicking in between to see what was on the other channels. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, it sort of lost its whatever it was. But yeah. now, I, the last four or five years, I think it's really come back strong. And, and this year, I actually thought that they'd hung the um, referees out to dry. With the, with the, I mean, nothing changed There was in regards to, there was changes in the rucks, but the speed of the game was fast, and, I, and the reason why they had two refs was because of the speed of the game. But and I thought it mightn't work, but I was I was wrong. It's worked pretty well. There's been a couple of There's missed couple of things, uh, forward yeah. passes, mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. But generally, I think it's it's looking a lot better. The game and and it looks like it's flowing a lot better the way the way things are at the moment. I agree. Um, I'm 
I myself was born in 95, but I genuinely watched daily footage from the 80s, 70s and 90s and even early 2000s. And because purely because I just love the speed of the game, the no nonsense, you know, granted, obviously there were some things that definitely wouldn't fly today, but in saying that there was the speed and because I would miss because it was so stop start over the last more or less decade. But then the new rule changes since uh, round three, the restart, I, I can't keep my eyes off the footy now. I've literally watched every game of the last two rounds just because it's so it's it's showing um somewhat of even the yeah. early two thousands footy, you know, and I, I'm loving it. Um, yeah, it, it's it's wonderful. Uh, talking a bit about your grassroots, um, I googled obviously I had to Google you to get some info and all that. Um, and it says that you grew up in sorry, um, brain fighting hard right now. It says that your parents are of Germanic um, immigration and they settled in New South Wales. What was it like growing up with um, with that sort of influence, sort of thing? Um, yeah, um, yeah. Well, I got nothing to put it against. I mean, it was it felt normal to me and all that sort of stuff. Um, a, lot, a lot of people couldn't pronounce my name properly because of the German slang and the way it gets mentioned is it in, in Europe. Or is it Groth it's, or Groth? It's actually. Um, Grote. Grote. Okay. Yeah. So, but growth of it, the way it looks, it's the way, yeah, the way it should be sort of, um, it's the way it sounds and stuff. So, um, yeah, my, I mean, yeah, though, uh, my, my parents went right into the football. I mean, towards the, um, when I made grade after junior football, yeah, uh, dad got really interested and it sort of, it, he understood the game a little bit. And mum was, I'd come home to mum and mum would watch the game on TV and she'd, She'd say, "Why did they? Why in his in her German accent? Uh, why why did that boy try and touch you? He tried to hurt you." <laughs> yeah, she was trying to look after me all the time, but it was yeah. quite funny how she just didn't grasp it and the stuff. But yeah, that's like Mount Pritchard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, um, growing up in Mount Pritchard, I, I played soccer that's first, first couple sorry, of years. Yeah. Oh yeah, and, and, and then, what made you choose the, the switch to rugby league from soccer? Um, I played soccer. Um, Mum and Dad thought it was probably good that I I do that, and then um, after after a soccer game or something, I got I got asked. No, it was pretty, yeah, sorry, the season started, and I got asked to play rugby league at uh, Mount Pritchard. I went to Mount Pritchard Public School, so yep. somewhere along the line there, one of the kids there or something, and one of my mates um, said, "Come and play." I played there, and then we played against a, a team called um, was Mount Beach Mount Pritchard. Sorry. Okay. Yep. And Steve, Steve Ella was playing in, the, in, oh, wow. in that side, and, then, and I played against him. And yeah, I got after that game. I think we just just got beat by them. But um, after the game, they asked me if I wanted to play for them. So I, I played the season with me up each other, and then went over to um, be with uh, Zip the next year. And we, that's where it all started. This man Pitchard side of things. We had a great side. We won seven or seven premierships in a row, and then oh, from that wow. point, Steve and I got. Um, asked to play in the other 23s. They, they took us up there in the last year, there in 1977. What are your thoughts on um, the Dragons situation at the moment? Um, in my opinion, it's do or die. Um, but just to get a, a former old boy's sort of opinion on where you think they need to head for the rest of the season. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard. I, like I said at the beginning of the um the conversation between you and I was that you know winning you, you get a, an attitude when you win and Parramatta at the moment's got you know three or four in a row and it's you, know, you start getting an attitude where 
that's what saints need. You know, the the dragons need that that attitude shift, and, and and that comes with winning a couple of games in a row. And look, I I, I take my hat off to Paul McGregor. I, I mean, he, he's a good he's a good coach. Hundred um, percent. It's just I not agree. not clicking and, and for him at the moment, unfortunately. And, he, and the players are behind him. From all reports, the players are, are with him. And yep. um, I think he the way he handles the media and he and he prints up. I think he's been magnificent, and um, you know, a lot a lot of people. I find it hard to sort of be in that position and and confronting the, the journos and getting the stupid questions asked. I, I would have yeah, he's handled it really well. Hundred percent. And just a few fun questions to round it out. How do you like your steak cooked? <laughs> um, used to used to be I used to burn it, and it used to be pretty dry. But now I. Don't mind it being a little bit medium, medium to um, well done. Okay, yep. Um, what is your beer of choice? Um, at the moment, it's Forex. I mean, you can you can have a thousand of them, and you can wake up the next day without a headache. Yeah, no dramas. I love me a Forex or a Great Northern in lieu of. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, if you could have any superpower, what would it be and why? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> um, probably, probably fly. I'd, I'd like to have the drone in uh, the drone perspective of flying over things and just seeing and being above things and yeah yeah no nice and what job and or career would you have gone into if you hadn't have made it in first grade well geez um (laughs) i mean i wasn't i I didn't go well at school i was i was pretty lazy my attention span was pretty ordinary and um yeah i would have had to change in those areas to to have got anywhere i had i had a Tool maker job there for a little while. Okay, so you would have gone into a trade sort of thing. Yeah, probably would have went into a trade. I would have stayed in that, but I only lasted for a day and a half. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair yeah. enough. Um, honestly, that's really all the questions I sort of had listed. Um, I will right now give you a chance to um, plug your marquee business for whatever wording you want to use. Go for it. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, look, Mar- Marquee High City, they're pop-up marquees, but they're commercial grade. They're very strong and made for the Australian conditions. And, um, you know, two people, uh, so Eric Junior and I go out. If people need a certain size, we can put these sizes together. We've, we've done a couple of weddings. We've done all sorts of from um, kids' parties to right through to, to big weddings and stuff like that. So we do, you know, we Along with that, we have packages where you get a certain size marquee, you get chairs, tables, some lighting, heaters, all that sort of stuff. So anything for your basic backyard party to cover for you know to cover you if, there's, if it's raining or it's cold or whatever. Oh, wonderful. So that that business, the Instagram, the website, and all that will be linked in the description of this episode. So everyone, be sure to check out that if you need yeah. any any of your party marquee high needs, definitely go through Eric Senior. And also be sure to check out um, Eric, Eric, uh, Eric, and Eric Growth and the Gurus. Um, I'm guessing you're. Are you guys on Spotify? Uh, no, we've got. Well, we play all. Um, we play covers, so we we've, we're on uh, Facebook, Eric Growth and the Gurus, and um, we've got a website with well, the same name sh- as well. Everyone, be sure to check them out on Facebook and their website. That will also be linked in the description of this episode. Thank you very much for joining us, Eric, and I'll get you on at some point at, at sometime soon, and hopefully the Eels can get the win this week and hopefully for you guys in the grand final. Good on you, mate. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, and keep, keep up the good work. No worries. Thank you very much, and take it easy. Thanks, man. You too. Thank you. Bye.